If you tuned into La Mesa City Council meeting in February, you might have been in for a surprise. The last thing the public needs is one more means of added toxicity. We already had the neurotoxin fluoride in the water here. Don't tell me that those big fat streaks that eventually white out our skies and block the direct sun are clouds and calm trails. Because the very same globalist creeps that ran the joke of a scamdemic and dished out their DNA-altering convid depopulation shot wants the general population to be filled with as many toxins as possible. Keep your guns. Yeah, so how did, how did we segue from a conversation about street sweeping and tax audits into a remake of Dr. Strangelove? <laughs> That's a great question, and I'm glad you asked. Hi, I'm Manny Gomez, and this is a brand new podcast of all about our hometown of La Mesa. Some friends of mine and I have been saying for a while, so many stories go uncovered in La Mesa, and there's a lot of really important stuff happening here. Someone should start talking about these things. Well, apparently that someone is us. Joining me to talk about this episode's subject is the amazing and wonderful Terry. Terry, how are you? Good. Thank you. Uh, that was a very nice introduction. I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you, Manny? Good. good. I would say it's good to see you again, but I can't see you, so... Um, I know. <laughs> to hear your voice, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's like the good old days of COVID. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Keep in step there. So, um, all right, let's begin our tale. So it starts with a woman named Amy Riker. You might remember her as one of the leaders of the anti-mask movement in San Diego County. Well, Amy is walking through this neighborhood and passes by an eight and a half inch by 11 inch sign in front of a small lot covered in scrub brush. That sign announced plans that the city was no longer going to dedicate this lot to preservation of weeds. Amy made a call to our city council member, Laura Lothian, and soon they were on CBS talking about the terrible danger that was about to come to El Paso Street. Batteries. Riker spread the word and gathered some friends and neighbors. Together they expressed their outrage about the coming electrical storage site. It would be a fire risk. It would be noisy. It would bring down property values. It would be toxic, radioactive, and result in a chemical spill just like East Palestine. There was also something about chemtrails, but that was kind of hard to follow. I don't know if you, you got that thread throughout the uh, response there, Terry, but I don't know. When you think of batteries, do you think of chemtrails? And... Uh, no, no. She's, yeah, she kind of covered a lot of, a lot of topics there. <laughs> it all sounds like terribly scary stuff, but uh, there's just one tiny problem. None of it is true. Uh, <laughs> so let's dive into the story, shall we? Yeah. First, the where. These batteries are going into a small lot on El Paso Street, just west of Lake Murray Boulevard. It's behind Rosarito's Mexican Food and directly across the street from an existing SDG, SDG&E electrical substation. Now, what's the purpose of these giant batteries? And why La Mesa? Well, batteries are being installed all over California. The reason is that during hot summer nights, everyone gets home from work and cranks up the AC. That takes so much energy that we end up having to buy it from other states. And those states are usually running their AC at the same time, so the prices for energy are not cheap. These batteries charge up with solar power throughout the day. Then they're turned on in the evening to provide a boost of power when it's needed the most. As a result, energy is cheaper to supply and California becomes more energy independent. 
And here's another thing is the energy independence that everyone always talks about. Um, here we're actually trying to create that. And again, there's, there's pushback. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard anyone talk about trying to establish energy independence, Terry, but that seems like a, a pretty good talking point that we hear from, from the right all the time. Here's a case of us trying to do it and they seem to have a problem with it. So. Any. Yes, well, they also talk a lot about saving money and being very fiscally minded, and yet somehow putting a lot of gas into your car as opposed to a hybrid, which is, I mean, a fraction of the cost. And whenever I bring that up, it kind of stops them in their tracks because they're like, oh, wait, oh, right, that would save me money. And I often ask them, are you working for Exxon? Is this like, what is your even your point of walking away from fossil fuels when you have all these amazing renewable energy sources and if we could have it in our own backyard and we can prove that it's safe well yeah sign me up that sounds good and all of us every single person who is paying outrageous prices to sdg and e will benefit from this i mean that's a good thing it is um but it goes back to the the fact uh, based, I guess, knowledge that we were talking about is you actually have to look into these things and establish, uh, I guess, a sense of what's happening in reality versus what, you know, what the talking points are and how far those will get you. So, um, yes, but it doesn't end there. If you have solar panels on your house, you probably capture more energy than you use. And you probably assume that extra energy gets used by the power company. Well, some of it does. But sometimes there's so much solar energy going into the system that the power company doesn't have anywhere to send it. These batteries could store some of that excess energy and use it when the sun goes down. So now who's building this site? It's a company called Enersmart. According to their website, they're based in Salina Beach and are currently building energy storage projects in 12 locations throughout San Diego County. KPBS reported in 2021 that Enersmart first started work in Chula Vista and El Cajon. But these batteries will also be going into Spring Valley, Rancho Penasquitas, and Ramona. When they're all up and running, these sites will be able to power 110,000 homes for two hours. Again, that uh, sounds like a pretty good trade-off to me. What do you think, Terry? Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, of course, I'm all in for elect renewable electricity and um the biggest the biggest block in this is exactly what republicans often bring up um is that or people who are maybe on both sides of the aisles who don't understand that renewable can be stored in a in a battery and that battery is that batteries are being upgraded all the time and it'll store more like what we store today won't be uh, we'll be storing even more later so if we're I think that the biggest thing is that California, what I love is that California is at the forefront. We're kind of leaders. Um, our small communities are um, being part of that growth and part of that, like this actually will save money in regular people's pockets as time goes on. It'll also prevent brownouts, right? It'll prevent those, those moments where everybody's heating up in the summer. And um, I think that that's kind of, addressing a, a problem that everybody is, has been pointing out. So I think it's good. I mean, it kind of makes sense. It's logical. So yeah, sign me up. I, I agree. Yeah, this is something that, like you said, everybody complains about, but then we go to do something about it, and all of a sudden, um, 
you know, people's arguments and ideas start start falling apart, and we see things come come out of the woodworks that could pretty much yeah. where they started. So, uh, well, there's a there's a steady drum beat um, on the other side of this uh, topic, a steady drum beat against renewables, like just uh, complete falsehoods that just everybody wants to believe. Um, but you know that wind harms. You know now given renewables have to work with environmentalists so if you put wind uh, wind turbines in an area that is safe and it's not a huge place for birds and the the bird death is minimal the only time there was a problem and everybody points to it is in this one area i think on the eastern coast where they set it up where these very large golden eagles lived and so now they use that as a point, but as a pointing a, a, a point against wind farms. But the problem is, is that the people who built those wind farms didn't listen to the environmentalists who said, don't build it in this spot. This is a bad spot. So I think that if you can bring everyone together to work the problem, but yeah, we have people who are just want fossil fuels because they want to make a point. And it's sad because it's to all of our detriment. Right. Yeah. Yeah, a long time ago, we relied on well oil and, you know, that only got us so far. So it's like you got to you got to continue to grow. And as technology advances, we as humans need to advance along with that technology to, to keep up with the times. And also, you know, yeah. the, the planet needs us to advance as well. So that's a great point. All right. I think it's time to dig more into the comments at the city council meeting in February. Some of these comments went quite long, so we've done a highlight reel of a few of them. Here's the first. Good evening. Good evening. My name is Kara, and I have lived in La Mesa my entire life. This battery facility is incredibly risky for the public. The gases that are released from battery energy storage systems are highly flammable and toxic. The types of gases being released depends on the battery chemistry involved, but typically includes gases such as carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, hydrogen, methane, ethane, and other hydrocarbons. The last thing the public needs is one more means of added toxicity. We already have the neurotoxin fluoride in the water here. The same water, by the way, that Helix Water now plans to add chlorine-treated raw sewage water to. That's just another brilliant idea that stayed off our ballots and slipped right by the public. Again, we do not consent. On top of the aforementioned toxic poisonings to La Mesa and San Diego residents, we also have GMO foods sold in our stores that have known carcinogen Roundup or glyphosate blended right into its DNA. And how about our skies? Are any of you paying attention and looking up? Don't tell me that those big fat streaks that eventually white out our skies and block the direct sun are clouds and calm trails. Some days they exist when planes are flying every day and other days they do not. We are not stupid. These chemtrails are called stratospheric aerosol injections. Please watch the movie Franken Skies or The Dimming. These can be found on Rumble and BitChute. We are being sprayed like bugs regularly with barium, aluminum, strontium, and lithium. Again, we do not consent. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot. It is. That is. Yeah, she covered she covered everything. Sewage, uh, uh, Roundup and GMO, uh, aerosol in your skies. Yeah, it sounds like it was pulling threads out of the 
the chemtrail laced sky, but um, yes, and whoever they are. So I, that's one of the things that um, I love about this is that in her entire speech, now she's covering a lot of ground, but instead of utilizing her three minutes and telling us maybe there is some reason why um, a, a, a logical reason why she wouldn't want a battery storage, let's just say maybe she has some valid points. But not once did she bring up any actual valid points. Instead, she just did this entire listing of conspiracy-tinged kind of points, right? Of things that GMO has Roundup in it. Um, the, uh, the apparently she's against recycling um, sewage water, which you know, it, considering the water, kind of something we have to look at and talk about. So I think that coming to a table and coming to a place uh, like a community and saying, I have a problem with something is fine. She's in her right to do that. But if you don't have any actual basic for kind of any uh, facts, she even at one point started, she stated and said a bunch of things about carbon dioxide and methane. But if you notice, she kind of couched it by saying this could happen. She didn't say that it does happen. She said it in a very, she worded it very oddly, which to me means that she couldn't find anything to back up what she was saying. All right. We have another comment for you. Gonzalo. My name is Gonzalo. It's all orchestrated, all of it. The government is an intergenerational and highly complex criminal organization. The media is the marketing branch of this organization. Together, they stand as the two pillars of the biggest scam in world history. Once you understand that the solution was never created to solve the problem, but the problem was created, what the problem was intentionally created for the solution to be rolled out, then you will comprehend the magnitude of evil in the people behind everything. They control because you obey. Remember who you are. What we've learned from history is that we haven't learned from history. Keep your guns. So that was in response to the battery? Yeah. Uh, I actually said, keep your guns? The batteries might revolt. You never know. <laughs> they may. They may yeah. uh, it's funny because I'm sort of atypical for your standard liberal in that I'm not a big gun anti-gun person and i know i actually don't say that to some of my liberal friends but but i'm not an anti-gun and i don't see how they're related like if you want to have a gun whenever i obviously i support other other things regarding guns but um what does that have to do with batteries and renewable energy guns what i don't i don't know your guess is as good as mine but yeah i did the same way if you want to have a gun at your house great Keep it, keep it at your house. Don't walk around with it on your back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I have no idea what batteries and guns, unless you have a battery powered gun. Um, yeah, maybe that's your concern. <laughs> maybe she's worried <laughs> that we'll have to start plugging in our guns and they'll be like, I don't know. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's a head scratcher. Yeah, good for her. She, you know, she knows what she loves. <laughs> Okay, just one more comment. You have to hear this one. My name is Jeff. I'm a longtime resident of La Mesa. I'm here to inform the city that as residents, we do not want some toxic battery storage facility in one of our residential areas. 
if you're dead set on doing this and put the facility in an industrial area not adjacent to homes. You all did you all see the manufactured toxic railroad disaster in East Palestine, Ohio? Yeah. Well, there's a whole slew of toxic spillage events right now all across the country, and they're all by design. You want to know why, Mayor? Because the very same globalist creeps that ran the joke of a scamdemic and dished out their DNA-altering convid to population shot wants the general population to be filled with as many toxins as possible, Lauren. Here's a news flash that most of you are ready for, but it's true nonetheless. Virology is a complete lie. Complete lie. There are no killer dots that float around in the air to catch and make someone ill. Now consider the neurotoxin fluoride being purposely added to our drinking water, glyphosate in our food, and the chemtrails constantly being sprayed overhead pretty much daily right here in our La Mesa skies. Look up. It's a toxic soup. This project would just add to that toxic soup. Local politicians, man, knowingly or not, are simply the useful idiots rolling out and falling for this global depopulation agenda. Y'all need to wake up and take some corrective action to all of these related crimes against humanity. Oh my. <laughs> I can't even deal with these kind of people anymore. Ugh. Yeah. The Republican Jeff Spicoli has spoken. He just yeah. like to like smoke more weed and stay out of politics. Like that just made no sense. Well, well, that was just ridiculous. Or, or he needs to stop scrolling on YouTube and clickbaiting. You know, he's just learned so much BS and has filled his brain. I'm sure when he goes to Thanksgiving, they like say, okay, when you enter this house, you can't talk about your YouTube videos. <laughs> you have to stop. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was crazy. And he didn't even, I mean, it's the same thing, right? Like you said, they just pour out all their talking points and they throw them on the ground. Well, yeah. he obviously feels very passionate about viruses not existing. Yeah. So, it's, uh, yeah. Well, that's, I, I, that's thing. guns, viruses, and batteries, you know? <laughs> now I'm informed. I feel so much better. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. I, I can't. Yeah. That was, that was precious. As they say in, uh, what, Texas? Bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. That was interesting. So uh, let's get back to the story. Lithium-ion batteries burst into flames, like, all the time. Well, maybe not all the time, but it's definitely a thing. Just Google lithium-ion fire, and you'll find no shortage of stories. They call it thermal runaway. So it would definitely raise some questions if we were getting giant lithium-ion batteries installed in our neighborhood. But that's not what's happening. Reed reached out to Anderson Work and asked about the batteries. Skylar Tennis replied to us. He's not a marketing guy. He's the vice president of operations, the guy who's in charge of actually building and running these, these sites. He explained that they'll be using a completely different type of battery called a lithium iron phosphate battery. Styler shared a quote from a website for rely on batteries. Phosphate based batteries offer superior chemical and mechanical structure that does not overheat to unsafe levels. It goes on to say, they can also withstand harsh conditions, be it freezing cold, scorching heat, or rough terrain. When subjected to hazardous events, such as collision or short-circuiting, 
they won't explode or catch fire, significantly reducing any chance of harm. If you're selecting a lithium battery and anticipate use in hazardous or unstable environments, lithium iron phosphate is likely your best choice. It's also worth mentioning, lithium iron phosphate batteries are non-toxic, non-contaminating, and contain no rare earth metals, making them an environmentally conscious choice. Now that sounds great, but at the end of the day, Skylar's getting paid to work for Enersmith. So we thought we'd do a little digging of our own. We found a scientific journal called Batteries. In September, a team of researchers wrote an article about lithium iron phosphate batteries, also called LFP batteries. Here's what they said. And I quote, LFP is a benign substance that does not emit either harmful or toxic gases, safer for humans and the ecosystem. LFPs are resistant to chemicals and less combustible. Therefore, they are less vulnerable to thermal runaway and withstand temperatures up to 270 degrees Celsius. For reference, 270 degrees Celsius is 518 degrees Fahrenheit. We've had some hot summer days here in La Mesa, but we have a long way to go before we get to 518 degrees. And according to these scientists, if we did get to 518 degrees, those batteries would be just fine. In short, the team of researchers backs up what Enersmart is telling us. These batteries are safe. So, Terry, based on what the actual people who know um, are telling us, uh, the batteries that they will be installing at this site are safe based on the, the research and um, studies that have been done. So, Right. Well, that makes me feel better, obviously, because you do, even though like I'm totally into environmentally friendly uh, solutions and getting away from fossil fuel, I, you know, you can't be an expert on every single issue that somebody brings up. And you do hope that a company that's putting probably tons of money into providing a service would do due diligence and wouldn't want to set their constituents on fire. Now, I will say that I would wonder about the, the toxicity or whatever, and I'm glad that you addressed that because those little questions are worthy. It's, it's a worthy question, right? We don't want to assume that a company is doing what they, what they say or that what they're proposing is right. So I'm, I think it's wonderful that you looked it up, and I only wish that, that Amy Reichert and her, her friends would do due diligence and actually care about the community and the world at large. But I think at the end of the day, I think they're just sort of fall, falling for those old traps of listening to kind of the conspiracies and the, you know, not really questioning with their own mind. And I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Well, it, it all, you know, it comes back to the fact that there's one side who relies on fear and fear mongering yeah. and, and propaganda to get people to kind of fall into their way of thinking and, and pulling people along and stringing them along. It's easier to get somebody scared and have them follow you than it is to give them the facts and let them make up their own mind and see, well, this person's crazy. I don't want to listen to them. Um, right. But yeah, this information is, it's there. You know, we don't have any special credentials. We're not um, super spies breaking <laughs> the, any, you know, facility getting this information it's on the internet everybody has access to it anyone can look it up so and if there's a conspiracy i mean if you like conspiracies i would say the conspiracy is more like the fossil fuel companies 
injecting a ton of money into supporting people who will put out videos and put out information that will scare and clickbait that will scare people against um, against change, against anything new. Um, and the funniest part is that eventually over time, this will save us money. Not only will it will it be good for the earth and for pollution and and for climate change if you whether you believe in that or not it'll save it'll save money in the long term all of us will benefit so yeah definitely yeah and that's mind-boggling <laughs> and most people should be in support of something like this especially with as much research and, and time and, and effort that's been put into you know figuring out all these small bits and showing that this is safe um it, right it is safe um but these batteries are loud right this one we weren't sure about these batteries okay. have fans and some other moving bits that make noise and there are new stories online of concerns about noise from lithium-ion batteries fortunately we don't have to guess an independent firm from marietta ldn consulting conducted a noise study for this very project the paper is 30 pages long and full of jargon but here's the upshot. They recommended building a six-foot noise barrier, which InnerSmart is going to do. With that barrier, the batteries will generate roughly 60 decibels of noise in the daytime and about 50 decibels of noise at night. According to a chart we found at the Yale University's website, 60 decibels is equivalent to a normal conversation, kind of similar to what we're having here. Uh, and 50 decibels is quieter than a household refrigerator, which I'm sure everyone has in their homes and knows what that sounds like. Not mine. Mine is really old. Get a new one. Okay, so <laughs> a, a newer uh, household. A newer model. Okay. Uh, it's not bad. And I don't know, I get comfort from uh, my refrigerator noise. It reminds me of my grandma. <laughs> well, there you go. My grandma's I mean... house had a loud fridge, so... <laughs> Oh, I don't, that doesn't sound too bad. I don't know. I mean, I suppose if you're a house right next to it, that might be the only person who might have cause to be like, man, I'm tired of hearing that noise. But overall, it sounds like that's a noise you can ignore. True. Yeah. It's like when you step outside of your house, can you hear your refrigerator? Well, you're exactly. Hide Great or, point. You know, um, yeah. yeah. One, one woman's unbearable noise is another woman's childhood memory. So. <laughs> exactly. How's light is that? <laughs> um, so back to this becoming a controversy in the first place. Uh, this all started with Amy Riker and Laura Lothian organizing a group of people who walked into a city council meeting to connect this battery site with fluoridated water, the non-existence of viruses, and our need to hold on to our guns. So yeah. how exactly does this battery site connect with those topics? Frankly, we have no idea. <laughs> we spent hours uh, at, at news articles and specific journals and scientific journals. Uh, none of these subjects ever came up, not even once. So we'll have to leave that for all of you out there listening to decide. Yeah, I think Amy Riker uh, owes you an apology for all your time wasted. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if this if this kind of helps um, educate people and and kind of steer them away from the misinformation. Um, Maybe she's, well, I wouldn't say she's doing a service to the public, but she's <laughs> helping us get more people um, properly informed of what's going on. So if, if we can get this out there to kind of yes. combat the misinformation, um, and if people are, are drawn to this because of the information that we're presenting, then 
you know, um, please go out there and spread lies so we can debunk them and get more people informed of what's actually going on. So, right. And and let's just say, if Amy Reichardt's uh, name is involved, I pretty much consider it suspect because I myself saw her on TV saying with with another person with one of her organizations, the other person was saying that children get lesions under their masks, and that was one of the reasons why all children at school before the virus, before we had the option to vaccinate should be unmasked. And I just thought, so you're basically willing to say anything. I mean, I have kids, I had kids going to school that are, uh, you know, in mass and, uh, sorry, no lesions. I never saw any lesions as a complete lie. So if you're willing to say something to people who in this world know is untrue, then you take in other things that might have scientific fact or data that would compute confuse people uh and amy records involved you should look it up look it up for yourself don't take your word for it and uh definitely have kara speak for you because this she i think she probably turned a lot of people off with her kind of like just litmus of all these insane um kind of in issues that the they whoever they are are conspiring against our community and I just don't understand that way of thinking. Yeah, I, I think that's a very good point. And it's like they carry this bag of stuff around with them. And every time they speak, they dump all that stuff out of the bag. Every time, regardless of, of what they're speaking about, there are yes. talking points that they have to hit that will right. trigger people and go, oh, they're talking about that. Oh, I better, you right. know, this is something I need to pay attention to. And then you just kind of get whirlwind into this blog and then lie of, misinformation and it's yeah i think it's it's a good right. point that when these certain names keep popping up you've got to start training yourself to go oh let me let me make sure that's true no let me not yeah. just believe what they're saying and, and find out exactly what so. and i will say this of lothian then i have I, i'm not a fan of lothian and the things that she represents however i will say that she does seem to be somewhat capable of learning not so much learning about how to look stuff up for herself. And she seems to still say things uh, in the public forum where she could just like check with some sources before she speaks. So sh she's still failing on that. However, I will say like I, I have seen her change her mind or change her what when she learns that she's sort of fallen on her face and realizes that they're experts who know more than she does. Um, she sometimes listens. I, I, I don't know about always and she might still come out against it. I, I don't know, but I have seen her change her mind. So maybe there's hope. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's, you know, uh, that's a good point for always pushing back and providing um, the truth, basically coming yes. on and saying, you know what, uh, I think you're wrong about that. This is what the truth is. And sometimes people are open to um, changing their mind, but well, right. I guess we'll have to see about that in the future. Yeah. I, I think the thing that, that drives me kind of bonkers is that, people are fighting against something that is better for the community. So even if you say don't believe in climate change, why wouldn't you want to give lower lower prices to your constituents, lower electricity bills? Why wouldn't you want something that causes less pollution in your communities that let's just put climate change aside that these solutions that we're talking about are actually good for our communities. Yeah. And
that bottom line, that's what you should look at if you don't want to believe the the larger the larger kind of climate crisis and so looming. Well, that there, that's the trick of the whole conspiracy theory thing is they get you to believe that what's good for you isn't and that there's right. always a hidden agenda there. Never mind my hidden agenda and getting you to believe that this isn't good for you, but yeah. Oh, exactly. And so that, like, when she kept saying, we do not consent and we the people, and I'm like, well, I'm we the people, and I totally disagree with you. So where are we now? We don't speak for me. That's great that you speak for some people, but you don't speak for everybody. You don't. Not even close. 100%. Well, that's all we have for this episode. Uh, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out the next one. Uh, We're planning to watch the city council meetings and give you all the best bits and we'll cover stories that matter here in Loesa. I want to thank you, Terry, for for joining us. It's been great. Um, Great to talk to you again, as always. Thank you for having me. All right. And I'd also like to thank uh, our producers, Andy Trimlett and Josh Crimston, for all their hard work they put into this episode. And a big thanks to Jordan Crimston for composing our theme song. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy life here on the table.